Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Crime Bites. For today's topic, we're going to talk about racial bias and discrimination against people of color in the criminal justice system. In our podcast, we'll start off with some information following a short clip on a book we'll be discussing called Just Mercy, written by Brian Stevenson. I'm going to start off with the question, what is racism? Racism, by definition, is prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership in a particular racial or ethnic group. When we call someone racist, the first thought that comes to mind is people of color. Now we think of people of color, mainly African Americans, because our society sees what is currently happening around us and the African Americans are being, as you could say, picked on. To be truly honest, it has felt like this for a very long time and all communities do not acknowledge it as much as they should. Racism has been around for what seems like a millennium. It started off with enslaving African Americans, then went to what we thought was freedom, but really was racism on the down low. When we thought that racism started to get better, we just went through more ups and downs. One huge down for people of color was cops. There is and always has been the big issue with cops and African Americans. Although we have this big fight between cops and people of color, our communities have been getting closer than ever. There are many different topics on what we could bring up that can include racism, and one we're going to focus on mainly is the way racism is talked about and portrayed in the book, Just Mercy. In the book, Just Mercy, it takes us through a story about racial injustice and the hardships that were taking place in this timeline. A man by the name of Brian Stevenson went to Alabama to defend an African-American man named Walter McMillan, who was convicted of killing an 18-year-old girl. Walter McMillan, also known as Johnny D, was convicted and put on death row for the alleged murdering of this young white girl, even though the evidence proved his innocence. Brian Stevenson, who was also an African-American man, knew how wrong and unjust the situation was and fought for many exhausting years on McMillan's behalf. It's easy to see this case as one man trying to prove his innocence. But when you take a black man and you put him on death row a year before his trial, and exclude black people from serving on his jury. When you base your conviction on the coerced testimony of a white felon and ignore the testimony of two dozen law-abiding black witnesses, when any evidence proven his innocence is suppressed and anyone who tries to tell the truth is threatened, this case becomes more than the trial of just a single defendant. It becomes a test of whether we're gonna be governed by fear and by anger by the rule of law. The issue that is explained in this clip is blatantly obvious. Racial injustice in this criminal court system can be seen by anyone. Walter McMillan is being wrongfully convicted. A wrongful conviction is when someone is punished for something that they did not do, just like what is happening in the book. Most people that are victims of wrongful conviction ended up being in this position due to people that have lied in court while testifying and accusations that are falsely made. Surprisingly, many people are wrongly convicted of crimes that they did not commit. About 2-10% to 10% of people that are convicted of crimes are wrongly convicted. Even though this may not seem like a lot, when you take a step back and look at how many people are in prison, this number suddenly becomes a lot bigger than we think. Mistaken ID, perjury, false confessions, false evidence are all factors that can play into a person being wrongly convicted. Racism is definitely still prevalent in American society. In American society today, racism still lives, and to fix that, communities as a whole should play a part in trying to distinguish that racism, which exists constantly. One of the biggest factors of why racism still exists is the fact that many people are in denial that it does exist, or they do acknowledge that it exists, but are doing nothing about it. 
A lot of people may not have witnessed racism firsthand, so they probably aren't affected by it or do not know how bad it actually is in the world today. Racism also still exists because in many households, it is what children grow up learning from their parents who may be racist, which is very unfortunate because this basically means if the child wasn't born in that household, there's a great chance that they wouldn't have grown up to become a racist. One final reason why racism may still exist in today's world is because of social or peer pressure. A lot of people may happen to be racist because they feel the need to fit into a particular group that is racist just because they are similar to that group or just because they do not have any other option. Many have and will continue to experience the racism that plagued the United States and continues to do so. We can see this with present day examples where there is obvious bias against minorities, especially the black community. From the case of Trayvon Martin to the shooting of Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Arby, and many others. These people of color continue to get wrongfully attacked by the cops who claim a number of different reasons that always seem to get them off the hook. With time, we will repeatedly see this trend of bias and racism towards the minority communities, similar to that shown in Just Mercy. The issues portrayed in the book are very realistic and strongly depict what people of color can do and experience from the law. Is our justice system really that corrupt? Do we put away people just because of the color of their skin? Do we live in a country that still makes race a huge deal? If we answer all these questions, I don't think we'd like to answer very much. As we read through Just Mercy, we were reminded what racism can do to innocent people. A man was sent to jail for another man's crime. Then, we also notice how racism can affect a household. Now, most times, this is absolutely the case, but as a generation starts to grow, we start to educate ourselves and tend to be more open-minded. Following that, our generation is also a generation that knows how it feels to be targeted by cops, especially due to the color of their skin. To put everything together, race is one of, if not the biggest concept portrayed in everything we do. It's almost always a bad thing, and that should not be the case. People of all color should feel important and wanted, not like they're what's wrong with the world.